I just want to give you hope that if you're not where I am yet, it's possible for you to get there. It's possible to change your physiology such that things that used to trigger you internally and set off all kinds of internal alarm bells will no longer do so, or at least will be dramatically decreased. As we say in recovery, if you're hysterical, it's historical. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 243, How I Went from Trauma Response to Miraculous Recovery, a story of driving and toenails. Yesterday, I was driving on the highway in a place where I had an incident a few years ago. This was going from I-95 South in New Haven to I-95 North in New Haven. I'd been in recovery for some time by then, and what happened was that a pickup truck went to swerve into my lane on the exit ramp. It looked like he decided at the very last moment to get off of 91 and go on to 95 North. And he obviously was very pissed off that I didn't move quickly enough. He started flipping me off and honking at me and yelling and screaming. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was like, you know, let me in and all this stuff. And I just slowed down and moved over to the left and let him in. And a few minutes later, he got off at the same exit as me. So I turned left instead of right toward my home because I didn't want this angry guy to know where I lived. It didn't occur to me until I got home that I did not get triggered by that incident. I didn't have an internal emergency. I wasn't riddled with fear. I was calm and did what I needed to do, which was to slow down and move over. It was pretty clear that he's got issues if that level of anger and rage is coming out of him when trying to change lanes on the highway. And 
that I didn't move out of the way quickly enough for him, even though he was the one that made the last minute decision. And the fact that I did not have an internal emergency the way I would have in the past is really strong evidence that my recovery has been nothing short of miraculous. It's astonishing, really, that my body didn't react the way it used to under such circumstances. Physiologically, I am a different person, which I think has everything to do with the trauma recovery portion of my recovery journey. I'm just not walking around in fear all the time. So things that remind me of the past don't inflame me the way they used to. So remembering all that yesterday made me once again super appreciative of my recovery. Now I want to give an example of something that happened in the past where someone got really angry with me in traffic and I had what I now know to be a trauma response. I was in my mid-20s driving to work at a pizza place. I worked there for my friend's parents, and I was at a stoplight. I wanted to turn left, but I couldn't make it through the light because there were so many cars coming from the other direction, and it happened again. So two revolutions of the light I couldn't go through. And some guy from about four cars behind me got out of his car, walked up to my car, and screamed at me through the open window. And I started fucking bawling. I became absolutely hysterical and was still hysterical when I got to work a few minutes later. It was just so fucking disturbing to me. And even though my friend's parents were so kind and told me, you know, that guy is obviously a really angry person. You don't need to take it personally. I just couldn't stop crying for quite some time. It wasn't until I got into recovery that I saw that that reaction was way out of proportion to the situation. Yes, it was disturbing to have someone do that, but to be hysterically crying for like a half an hour because of that as a grown woman is just way out of proportion. I now know that that was a trauma response, which is why it was so intense. Obviously, the way that I reacted in the situation in the case of my 20s was very different from the way I reacted in the situation a few years ago when I just took it in stride. I just want to give you hope that if you're not where I am yet, it's possible for you to get there. It's possible to change your physiology such that Things that used to trigger you internally and set off all kinds of internal alarm bells will no longer do so, or at least will be dramatically decreased. As we say in recovery, if you're hysterical, it's historical. And if that happens to you on a regular basis, you might want to consider trauma therapy and or the ACA fellowship. I put links in the show notes to that. Now, here's another example of how I've changed physiologically, and it has to do with no longer feeling that flood of shame that I got so much of my life before recovery. And I honestly didn't know that that hot, shitty flood of chemicals I'd feel coming from above and washing through my body was shame. 
And I also didn't realize just how much a part of my life it was before recovery either. I'm sharing this also to give you further hope that you too can be rid of those floods of shame if you keep doing the work. This morning, I was looking at my feet after I got out of the shower and realized I still have polish on my toenails, which is left over from the summer. And that made me think, I don't think I've clipped my toenails since I last polished them. And that reminded me of a time in my late 20s when I was hanging out with a bunch of women in my neighborhood playing games. One of them said, Barb, you have the longest toenails I've ever seen. And I wanted to fucking die. I just felt so unbelievably ashamed. Now, I doubt she was trying to shame me. She was just commenting that it was notable to her. Yet I felt this deep and profound sense of shame. And I know I'm not the only one who's had deep shame about some aspect of their body. Body shame goes deep. I had clearly internalized the message that there's something wrong with me. I'm not like I should be, not like everyone else. By then, I already had a lot of shame about my feet anyway, because the toenails on my smallest toes don't look like most people's. They're very tiny. They almost kind of curl on themselves. My mom's toes are just the same. And I remember as a kid thinking, why did I get her toes and not dad's toes? Actually, I also had that same thought about her eyebrows too. My entire fucking childhood, I was so ashamed of my feet, among other things. And I always wanted to make sure that I got the kind of sandals that covered that very last toe. So the fact that I already had shame about my feet contributed to that shame I felt in my 20s when my neighbor mentioned my toenail length. It was something that I had carried from my childhood. Now, if somebody says something about my parents, I no longer get a flood of shame. I've changed internally, so I don't experience shame about things like that anymore. Now, this brings to mind a saying I heard again recently, and it's, when the projector changes, the projection changes. So when we change, what we project onto the world changes. The meaning we project onto the world, what others say to us, changes. About what others say to us, changes. Because I've changed internally due to recovery, What I make it mean when someone says or does something to me is very different than I used to. What I'm projecting onto other people is different now. In the past, when someone did or said something that filled me with fear or shame, it was because I was already filled with shame and fear. I already had that inside me, so I just projected it out onto what they were saying. But now that I'm not full of shame or fear anymore, What I project onto other people and what they say is no longer shame or fear. Now, I know that what they do or say is way more likely to be about them than about me. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, 
this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.